Let's open in prayer, and then I will try to open the word. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we thank you so much for tonight. We thank you for everybody who's here. Thank you for a new school year, even though it might seem hard and, and seem like a pain, but God, you are teaching us and you're helping us grow. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you'd be with us tonight. Help me to explain your word. Help us to understand your word uh, so that we may be changed by it. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. All right. Now, how many of you went to camp? Just about half the room. Most of you had a really good summer, all right? Uh, some of you went on the missions trip and had fun. Um, yeah, monster. And many of you made a commitment this summer to immerse yourself, right? Trey, with your immersion shirt. To immerse yourself in godly things, okay? And, and I've, I've seen it progress to the point where a lot of you are putting uh, lyrics, Christian lyrics, in your Facebook statuses and everything, okay? And that's really cool. Uh, it's, it's almost like it's become cool to be on fire for God among teenagers, among you guys at least, and, and I'm really glad about that. But what I want to do tonight is I want to challenge you to let this year, uh, to let, that you would live out the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ this year in real life, not just in the virtual internet world, okay? That's what we want you to do. Uh, some of you tonight, all of this is going to go in one ear and out the other, all right? Because you're not really serious, you don't really... Um, you don't really understand everything that's going on. You don't know why we make a big deal about God, and that's okay. Uh, but some of you want the gospel to be living and active in your life this year. So if you want to live out the gospel, if you want it to be real to you this year and let people see a difference in your life, uh, we're going to talk about some things that you can do tonight uh, to help make that happen. Uh, tonight's passage that I'm going to look at is going to show us three different groups of people that you are going to interact with this year. All right, three different groups of people that you can live out the gospel with. And so let's take a look at them. First Thessalonians chapter 5, starting at verse 12. All right. Bring your Bibles. That would be wonderful. Okay. You have an excuse? It's no excuse. What? Yeah, yeah. You have to repent. Good. Okay. <clears throat> All right, three groups of people. Here we go. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12. Everybody there? All right, if you're not there, listen. First Thessalonians is before Second Thessalonians. It's a little study tip. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Everybody there now? Yes, very good. Here we go. This is Paul. Paul wrote this letter to the Thessalonians who lived in Thessalonica, okay? This is what he says to them. This is the last thing he says to them for how they can live out the gospel. He says, we ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and, and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, Help the weak. Be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, 
But test everything. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. All right, that's the passage we're going to be looking at tonight. The first group of people that you guys are going to interact with this year, and you probably have already, especially since school has started, uh, he says, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord. Okay? So the first group is those who are over you. All right? And we're going to go with location. These people have different locations. First group is over you. What does that mean? Like I'm over you right now, or what does it mean? Who said it? Somebody said it. Authority. There you go. All right. And we all, we all just instantly submit to authority, right? It's something we love to do. It's our favorite thing to do, right? Janika says, yes, I believe it, because Janika is so good at it. All right. <clears throat> well, okay, so maybe we don't like to submit to authority all the time, right? Not really. What's the typical teen response to homework? To, what's the typical teen response to chores? Being told you have to do chores. No, I don't want to do them. No. I'm cool. That's what you tell your parents? Okay. Um, the teen response to bedtime. <laughs> okay. The teen response to no computer or TV. Right, okay. Instant submission, right? You guys are just so good at it. Um, that's, that's not usually our, our response. Our response is to complain, to bargain, right? Uh, but Paul says that concerning those who are over you, we must, uh, what does he say? He says respect them, okay? Respect for authority is going to be a mark of living out the gospel in your life this year. Respecting authority, okay? You recognize Jesus' authority in your own life, and you recognize the authority that he has put in your life to bring you up in the Lord. See, that's what he says. He says, over you in the Lord. Now, you guys have a lot of people who are over you in the Lord. Now, who are those people? You got pastors like me, okay? You've got your youth leaders, and we are pretty cool, right? So, of course, you're going to submit to us. Okay. Um, you have pastors. You have parents, okay? Your parents should be trying to bring you up in the Lord. They do have authority over you. They do labor among you. They work to pay to support, to support you, okay? Um, so you're... Your pastors, your parents, and we're going to go with another P word, your principals. All right. Now, your pastors, your parents, and your principals, or your teachers, okay? All of these are people who are over you. They have authority over you. And Paul says, what does he say? He says, to esteem them very highly in love because of their work, all right? There's a reason that you're supposed to respect them, because of their work. This is especially for those people who you know are Christians, who are trying to do the right thing, who are trying to teach you well, who are trying to raise you up in the Lord, all right? Um, you do it, you respect them because of the work they are doing, not because they're cool, not because they have money, not because they're good looking, all right? 
not because they're nice to you, all right? You're supposed to respect them because of their work. So Paul is asking everyone, even a teenager, even a teenager, to have the perspective that these people who are in ministry, who are training you, even, in, even if it's just in school, all right, training you up in the Lord, it's an important work. And Paul wants you to see that that is important. And so you need to respect them because of that. And so because of their work, what are you supposed to do? He says, esteem them very highly in love. This means be respectful, all right? Not just being respectful out of fear, okay? Because we can, we can understand someone's in authority of us, over us and be afraid of them. But if, we, if we're going to do it, if we're going to live out the gospel, it has to be esteeming them very highly in love, not just in fear, okay? Also in love. Tell them that you care about them, even your teachers, okay? Because so many of the times we just assume that they know. We assume that they know that we care about them, that we appreciate them. But you shouldn't assume. You should tell them. Just come right out and tell them, all right? Uh, don't make fun of them on Facebook. That'd be nice, okay? I'm not talking about me in any way, of course. Do nice things for them, okay? You can take your homeroom teacher a cup of Starbucks in the morning. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? You don't have to do it every day. Hold on, hold on. You don't have to do it every day. What would you want? Would you want an apple or a Starbucks? Okay, there you go. Okay. I'm just giving you guys some practical examples of how you can esteem them highly in love, all right? You can make up your own. You know what your teacher's like. You know what your parents like. Uh, give them a card. Do a chore for your parents out of the blue that usually they would have to ask you to do. But if you do it without asking, you will blow their mind. All right? Is that right? Yes. Very good. Okay. We have one parent in the house. Two parents. Anton. Okay. Um, take them out to dinner and pay for it with your money. Wouldn't that be nice? I know your grandparents give you money. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. We'll close that door. <laughs> uh, very good. All right. So this is what he instructs you to do. He says, esteem them highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. When you're doing these things, you can be at peace among yourselves. So if you're having problems with your parents, how many of you are? You don't have to raise your hand, but if you want to, that's okay. It's honest. All right. If you're having problems with your parents, if your teachers seem unreasonable, yes, they put this load on you that you can't bear. If your youth leader seems like he doesn't like you. Yes. Okay. Thanks, Trey. <laughs> Go down this list. Go down this list and see, see if you are making the effort to esteem them highly in love. All right? Not just respecting them out of fear, but esteeming them highly in love. And Paul says, you can be at peace amongst yourselves when you do this. 
If you're not doing that, if you're not esteeming them highly in love, if you always complain every time your mom or your dad asks you to do something, if you freak out when the teacher gives you homework, all right, right in front of them, if you talk back to people who are in authority over you, it is very hard to be at peace with them, right? It, it's just common sense, okay? Uh, <clears throat> so think about it. How do you respond? Do you only complain? Is it just a, is that the trigger that goes off anytime someone asks you to do something? If your teacher asks you to do something, it's like, ah, oh, you don't want to do that. All right? You got to think, how can I esteem them highly in love to live out the gospel? Remember, that's the goal. We're living out the gospel this year. All right, so that's the first group, those who are over you. Um, now he comes to another group, and this group is those who are among you. All right? Those who are over you, those who are among you or next to you. Okay, so look at the person next to you. Say, wow, you're good looking. <laughs> okay. As you guys go through the school year, you're gonna run into you're gonna run into a bunch of different types of people. Alright? A lot of different types of people. Especially Christians, okay? And this is mostly talking about Christians, these these things that we're talking about, but you can do this with everybody. Alright? The first group of people you're going to run into are the idle. What does it mean to be idle? Lazy, doing nothing, right? Just sitting around, waiting for something to happen, right? What are we supposed to do with them? Admonish them. Who knows what admonish means? Scold them. Naughty boy. Yes. But the Anthon, what does admonish mean? Admonish. You have to confront them. Mm -hmm. Be stern with them. Yep. You're not trying to smooth things over with them. But, but you're, not being, you're not being harsh with right, them. You're trying to get them to change. Right. Mm -hmm. You're just laying it out for them. You're being yeah. honest with them about where they're at. All right. Some people are just going to be sitting around doing nothing. Uh, they might not be doing anything bad even. Okay? They're just there. They have no passion. They have no life. They just seem like they don't want to do anything. And some of you have friends like this. And Paul says, you need to talk to them and tell them, hey, light, light a fire under their butt and say, hey, let's go. Get your, get your, get your bungee up. Hold on, Trey. We're going. Uh, Tell them, get off the boogie and do something, okay? Uh, friends who have told you that they are Christians, but they don't go to youth group, okay? They don't, all they do is listen to music that is poisoning their mind. They only watch shows on TV and the internet, things on the internet that you know are not good for them, that is not in line with what God has called you to be, especially as a Christian, all right? And what they need is someone their own age. I can go up to someone and talk to them, but when you guys do it, it has a much bigger impact when someone their own age is living out the gospel in front of them because they, they see you way more than they see me, all right? So don't leave it up on me. It's on you guys, whether you're in QC, Kingsway, St. Andrews. It doesn't matter where you go. You have a better opportunity to talk to these people among you. All right, so the first group you run into are the idle. The next group is the faint-hearted. These are people who are about to give up. They are worn out. 
they, uh, they kind of, like, and some of you may have, may have felt this too, you, you, you feel so strong after camp, right? After camp, you feel so great. And then you come back home, and it's back into the same routine, and you start to get apathetic again, and you just say, man, I, I'm not going to make this, and I quit. These are, these are people that we need to encourage. We need to encourage them, say, hey, don't give up. I'm here with you. You can do this. God is with you. You don't, need, you don't need to give up, all right? These are the people we need to encourage. And some of you, that may be you tonight. Some of you may be on the verge of giving up. You may think it's not worth it. You may think, I try really hard, and it's just not helping. Uh, you're faint-hearted. You're ready to just give it up. Let me encourage you tonight. You don't need to give up, all right? Third group of people, the weak. What are we supposed to do with the weak? Help them. Help them. All right, these are people who are trying, but no matter what they do, they just keep messing up. They fall back into old habits. Um, they're not as strong as they would like to be, and they just need someone to come alongside them and help them. Uh, they may not be ready to give up like the faint-hearted, but they're just, they don't really know what to do, and so they need someone to come along and help them. And in case... You run into someone who doesn't fit neatly into any of these categories. We have one more, one more uh, instruction. Paul says, be patient with them all. Okay? Be patient with everybody. Uh, realizing that you are not perfect, right? How many perfect people we got in here? I know these two aren't because they have on shirts that say, no perfect people allowed. Anyway. Um, other people may not be at your maturity level yet, so you need to be patient with them as they go through a learning process. Patience with people is going to be a true mark of living out the gospel. Okay? And how many of you are naturally patient? Trey is naturally patient. Andrew, Andrew is patient, that's true. Unless you put Clarence in his room and then, and then he'll go crazy. Okay. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. All right. Paul also goes on to say that no one should repay anyone evil for evil. It's almost like he's saying, as you're trying to live out the gospel and you're admonishing people and encouraging them and helping them, people are going to do you wrong. All right. We should not be surprised when we're trying to live out the gospel and it's not all flowers and roses and um, Xbox or whatever it is. Whatever, whatever gives you the most pleasure, okay? Uh, the main concern, Paul's main concern, is how are you going to handle when people turn their back on you? When you're trying to live out the gospel and people aren't uh, as happy about it as you are. You must be patient with everyone. That means when they don't do what you say, when they say bad things about you, when they seem to be going out of their way to make it more difficult for you, to make your life miserable, slow down and be patient with them. And I think Paul is going to give us some ways to deal with it when those bad things happen. Because he talks about the last group that you are going to interact with this year. It's going to be those people inside of you. 
and this is God, okay? This is the triune God. This is the Trinity living inside of you. He says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. He says, always rejoice, always pray, always give thanks. That verse, always rejoice, what's the shortest verse in the Bible? Anybody know? Jesus wept. All right, that's in English. That's the shortest verse. In the Greek, the shortest verse in the Bible is rejoice always. Okay? Just a little trivia for you guys. Um, but we are to always rejoice, always pray, always give thanks to who? To God, right? And if we are believers in Christ Jesus, Christ lives inside of us. And so we are to, to live out the gospel by always rejoicing, always praying, always giving thanks, always having that attitude in our, in our, in our hearts that we can praise God at any time. Our life is supposed to be a life of worship. We can pray. We, we always have an attitude that's ready to pray at any time, always realizing that we have God's presence with us. And we can give thanks all the time in any situation. Even in hard situations, you can find something to be thankful for. You can even be thankful for the hard situation because according to James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, God is using that difficult situation to make you more mature. So, so don't focus on the difficulty, focus on God. Believing and trusting that he knows what he's doing with your life, even if you don't. All right? And that takes patience. That takes trust. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So we have God's will for you in Christ Jesus, two members of the Trinity. And finally he says, do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies which come from the spirit. But test everything. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Okay? This means that if you know God is telling you to do something, don't resist it. Don't silence it. Don't push it down to where you can ignore it. Just do it. Some of you know that God is asking you to do things right now that you've been putting off. God has been asking you to break up with someone. God has been telling you that you need to get rid of certain music on your iPod. God has been telling you to stop watching certain TV shows and going to certain websites on your computer. And you keep resisting and ignoring and pushing it aside and saying, oh, it's not that big a deal. But Paul says, don't quench the spirit. Don't ignore it. Live out the gospel and obey what God is telling you to do. <clears throat> and some of you hear all this and you say, I can't. I can't. I don't know how to do that. It's too hard to stop doing the things that I'm doing. It's too hard to be patient with people. People get on my nerves. It's too hard to respect my parents. It's too hard to do what my teacher asked me to do. It's too hard to not talk back when I feel like I'm being disrespected by someone in authority over me. This is, this is how Paul says it, verses 23 and 24. It says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, 
Who is doing the sanctifying? The God of peace, okay? And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. Who will do it? He will surely do it. He will do it. If God has called you to be a Christian, if you are a Christian, he is going to finish the work in you. He, he has claimed ownership of you. And he says he will finish the work in you. So don't put that pressure on yourself to say, oh, I have to be perfect all the time. Because you will crack. <laughs> Seriously. You feel like you need to earn people's love by being perfect and everything. God says, no, he, he will do it. And what you need to do is not quench the spirit, but listen to it and obey. And when you obey, then you can see God working in your life. Trust him. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it challenges us. Um, Lord, it's not easy. And I know that there are a lot of teens in here tonight who are struggling big time with their parents, uh, with relationships, with friends. God, we just ask you to uh, just, we know you will follow through in the promises of your word. You said that you are faithful to finish it, to finish the work in us. So Lord, I pray for those teens who, who feel overwhelmed, uh, that you would help them to live out the gospel this year uh, with those who are over them, with those who are next to them, and with you, Lord, to remember uh, that they can always be rejoicing, that they can always pray to you, and that they can always give thanks to you. Lord, we thank you for who you are. Uh, and we thank you for what Jesus Christ did for us, sacrificing himself, paying the debt for our sin on the cross, and dying and re rising again from death. Lord, without that, we would not be here. So we thank you for that. Lord, help us now as we uh, go to praise you. Uh, help us to see everything you've done for us and to just love you with all our hearts tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.